0: Hello, and welcome to episode 22. My name is Ross. And I'm Craig. It's time to put the kettle on, because it's tea time. It's been hot. Mine's very hot. It's beautiful. Um, right, okay, let's start off with a little bit of news. Starting with... Steel Zero. Cool name. It was launched yesterday. It's a new global initiative bringing together leading businesses to drive transformation in the steel sector. Uh, So, so far, companies such as BHC, Bourne Group and Orsted have signed up, but I'm afraid I didn't see, uh, is it Tata, Tata Steel? Tata Steel, yeah. Didn't see them on the list, I'm afraid. Um, So uh, maybe the locals, your locals, you. (laughs) Need to have a word. Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, referring to the uh, Port Talbot Steelworks. Um, uh, yes. As far as I can tell, they're not doing anything. So maybe you need your MP Deuce to tell them to participate. Launched well, yesterday, crack on with it.
1: They're, they're not Welsh or British, they're Indian, as an FYI. I don't oh, think yeah, they the, can. The,
0: um, they can still join the group, as far as I can tell, because Orstead isn't British either.
1: I mean, Tata's pretty big. So mm. they, probably, they probably think they're too big. I don't know. I think, I think Orsted's pretty big though, isn't it? I don't actually know much about the steel industry. I no. kind of
0: assumed that they must have been dying for a long time. I assumed in Port Talbot you'd have like cards of trumps of steel companies. Is that not true? Growing up, we had Pokemon, you had... no? Steel company no. trumps? No. No, no it's, it's,
1: it's, very much a, it's very much a Port Talbot thing. Okay. It, stay, it stays in Port Talbot.
0: Bravo. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, something that sh- should be happening in very isn't? But I've got more Welsh news in case you didn't like that one. Um, we oh. talked about tidal um, power last week. Mm. Well, there is a thirty-five million pound scheme that is being not not done but currently investigated um, as to be located near Anglesey in North Wales. For those who don't know, mm. um, it would cover thirteen square miles of seabed. And it would generate two hundred and forty megawatts, um, equivalent to one hundred and eighty thousand households being powered. Mm. So quite a big thing. Uh, obviously, there were concerns about diving seabirds and dolphins and porpoises and what else. Um, and uh, there will be a there will be some extruding elements to the structure. Apparently, no higher than six meters. But obviously, people are also concerned that there would decimate decimate the uh beautiful area that it is um so yes it's got it's got a still team of people that aren't happy but um that could be well that's what we were talking about whether we're going to get tidal looks like we might
1: cool Cool. uh yes i mean that area does need something to be honest because they were building a nuclear power reactor uh that would be built by hitachi and they pulled out so I think that was in the works for years, and yeah.
0: So that's nice that Angus is getting something. Well, not definitely, not definitely. depends how many people complain. Uh, yeah. um, and then finally, uh, just another sort of bit of good news, I think most of mine have been quite good news, I think. Um. Is a mm. study by British Columbia um, that found that recycled concrete can work just as well, if not better, than conventional concrete, which is particularly good because um, Waste materials from construction and demolition contribute to 40% of the world's total waste. So, anything wow. That is a good thing.
1: Uh, yeah. So how uh, yeah, how, are they, how are they doing that exactly? So, li- literally destroying a building, all the rubble, remaking the cement, build something else. I um, didn't
0: look into the process this time. Um, so I, d- I couldn't answer that question properly, but um, basically they did a study of Recycled concrete versus normal concrete, just to see how it performs. How they got there, I don't know, um, but <clears> the, what they found was that it performs just as well. So therefore, we shouldn't waste all the aggregate <laughs> that we throw away. Fantastic,
1: cool. Um, and I'll continue your trend with more good news. Yay! uh oh, I've i all over Britain. We're going to start at the top. We're going to start with Scotland. So, Scottish homes will be the first in the world to use 100% green hydrogen. oh that's great, lad. That is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought all hydrogen's green, but okay. So, green hydrogen, 100% uh, is going to first contribute 300 homes in Fife. And They'll be given free boilers, heaters, uh, cooking appliances, etc., which ultimately is a great result for Scotland. Yeah, um, this this is a part-funded initiative. It's it's more of a it's more research and a study to sort of see how old gas pipes can be reused as green hydrogen pipes. Yeah. So they're going to start doing this from twenty twenty two. It's going to cost Ooh. nothing. Nothing for these people, there's no extra charge. Yep, in two years. And uh, if the project is successful, they'll start ramping up and they look to have hopefully a thousand homes in the first phase. And yeah, I mean, if that trial is successful, that'll be rolled out across the country.
0: Mm. I don't think it's so any coincidence because- that they're, they're getting, I mean, like, to get free stuff, you'd think, well, we never do that, but ah, but it's hydrogen which allows the companies that produce natural gas to still exist. Pretty much. They're reusing their pipes, and it's part funded by the National Grid. So
1: they're kind of saying, we got, I don't know, miles of this piping that we've kind of stopped using so much. How about we use it for this instead? So either way, good result for Scotland. And moving so south, England. So you guys are, you, for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just normal. It's normal. So um, So you guys are looking to basically benefit the environment, and you're doing this by the biggest farming shake-up in 50 years. Right now, right now, the farming industry um, in England occupies 70 percent of your land. And they take roughly 1.6 billion in subsidies just to sort of exist. Oh, makes Uh, sense. But but what they're saying is those funds will start coming to an end. Uh And they will instead be spent on nature. So the actual specifics of how it's going to be spent on nature was very vague. Yeah, it sounds vague. Which means that obviously it's just going to figure this out. But uh, they have basically said that that money will come to an end uh, as a subsidy for farmers by 2028, and will instead be spent on natural uh, improvement projects, so cleaning up rivers, that type of stuff. Is was a suggestion,
0: or in some cases, probably just just leaving the land the hell alone. Yeah, So they'll they'll start paying farmers just not to do anything, just just leave it, just. Just don't touch it. Stop stop in the soil and just leave it alone.
1: I mean, what they seem to be suggesting as well is that they'll help those farmers sort of pivot their business. Uh, Right now, as mentioned, 7% of English land is farms. A good part of that is livestock-based farms. So they're looking to reduce the income of livestock farms by 80% by 2024. So that's a significant reduction which means a lot of those farms will be no longer profitable so i would hope they would pivot into something that's uh, not so damaging to the environment basically
0: okay so very big
1: bold changes
0: yeah um well, um just the internet, there's been lots of um i i, I don't fully understand it but there seems to be a lot of companies um who are not well, it seems to be a disparity between our, our targets and what the government are doing to help us reach those targets. So there seems like it's big companies mm. like Tesco and people who are sort of pushing Boris to, uh, to up his ante a little bit in order to help them to achieve the goals that he set. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> per- perfect sense. But um, I mean, this, this in total apparently was made possible by us leaving the EU um yeah apparently the eu um agriculture policy is dreadful um what's preventing a lot of this stuff from happening so now we're out well not fully out yet but we're basically out and we can now start making our own policies and the decisions we've made is we're going to stop giving you all of your money and yeah see how that works out <laughs> but yeah 70 percent of england is farms that's a mad number that is a mad number. Where do you guys all live?
0: Maybe I live on a farm I didn't even realise. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a couple car was walking there. past. Although you have to be careful of um, uh, giving credit to uh, Brexit for too many things. did not Matt Hancock got into trouble today for exactly that uh, with regard to the fact that we are first to approve the vaccine? Woo! Yes. Um, I, I didn't read the whole story, but um I, I heard he's got a backlash for saying that it was Brexit. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Brexit. Yeah, he basically
0: said this because the EU
1: didn't get in our way. Um I think that's kind of the same in, in here, as in we didn't have to run this past the EU, therefore it's a benefit that we can have to do that. You know, politics, all that mm. type of crap. Mm. With the with the whole uh first approve the vaccine thing? I'm a bit dubious personally. It's only been out a year from inception to test in so i feel that there's uh there's more to do
0: mm. but wow.
1: but that's not the topic of uh this thing no it isn't anyway,
0: it never will be actually
1: <laughs> no we haven't really okay. mentioned the pandemic that much you know we did this entire thing in a pandemic and
0: yeah, a I don't pandemic think I yeah anyway we the you, Chief. We'll get demonetized probably oh well oh yeah
1: Uh, We haven't got an option yet. But um, finally, we come on to Wales. Um, It's about time that Wales is doing something about the electric vehicle charging system. Um, So you and I know firsthand how poor that is when we try to get, I don't know, 30 miles (laughs) and realize once you leave the comfort of the M4, um, charging facilities become less and less.
0: Yeah, you're down to and, hotels and uh, three pin plugs.
1: Yeah, I mean, so we ended up—we uh, didn't really go that far, but we ended up getting to Lice, which is part of Mirtha, as uh, in the county, from Bajend. and we ended up having to stop in Asda for three hours we just did. to charge. Yeah. Um, yeah, fun time. So, what can you do for three hours in Dalice Asda? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, not enough,
1: but the good thing is that um, a vision has been proposed by Wales that by 2025, all users of electric cars and vans in Wales will be confident that they can access electric charging for infrastructure when and where they need it. And they've done this with a 30 million pound investment over the next five years, which is quite big stuff for Wales because we don't really spend a lot of money on stuff like that.
0: I'm assuming so, this is as long as you're not driving any Sandleaf. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I mean, not much can help you with that, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: to put us into perspective, um, can you guess the percentage of cars in Wales right now that are electric? Two. Two percent or just two cars?
0: No, two percent. <laughs>
1: Uh, two cars might be actually closer. Uh, oh. It's it's percent. Um, it it's absolutely dismally tiny. So
0: by an order of magnitude, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how many cars are in Wales, but I mean the chance of seeing an electric car, given that percentage, is pretty rare. So every time yeah, you, you come you've got to got Wales like a, in your Leaf, <laughs> you've got a Tesla Supercharger
0: only a few miles from your house. I do. But every time we've been there it's not exactly been full is it <laughs> no but i have seen i have seen cars there i've seen like you know three or four there each time i've been there i think um so i, I got the impression that okay there might not be i suppose that's, that's 1.7 they're all there They're basically they're all there they're all clung to the m4
1: yes the m4 has good infrastructure one else has um there is a guy who lives just up here as well who does have a tesla model three i think mm-hmm. um but yeah, he's the only guy I've seen in my local area who actually has an electric car. Might, might see a Leaf heavy now and again if
0: we pop down IKEA,
1: but that's kind of it.
0: Speaking so of Model 3s, sorry, no, side note, sorry. I'm going to be driving one on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. I have a test drive booked to go and try out the old Model 3. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll let you know how it goes. Test test drive's free. Well, I have not paid for it, so yeah.
1: I mean, because you think of like, um, you know, people buy like, I don't know, days on the track as like uh, gift experiences for Christmas. Yeah. Could, could, could someone actually just book a Tesla, <laughs> drive around for some for Christmas for free? Uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I mean, suggesting you, you do that.
0: <laughs> you only get it for an hour. It's not like it's, uh, you know, you're going to do much with it in an hour. Especially as you're probably spend the first five ten minutes doing the setup thing learning how to use the car. <laughs> oh, like registered Tesla account. Well, it's not that far, but um you know it's it's not normal if you've ever if you've never um, been in a electric car, um there are a few things to adjust to. It doesn't make you want to just get in and go straight away. You want to just sort of go words I can like my car for example, uh moves <laughs> without pressing anything. I mean that, that took me uh, took me like a day or two to adjust to that. <laughs> that I could just turn the car on and it will go, oh, bloody hell, right,
1: um, so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never driven an electric car, so it will be interesting. But, you know, back to uh, Wales' dismal electric car number of 0.17%. Mm. Uh, the government's ban on combustion engines which come into effect in 2030, as we previously discussed, uh, part of Boris's Big Ten. Um obviously Wales are expecting that number to start increasing quite quickly. So we have a proposed need of 30 to 50,000 fast chargers and 2,000 to 3,500 3, specifically, rapid, ultra-rapid chargers by the end of the decade. So that's how much people have decided that we need in Wales. So right. 30 million pounds is what we're going to spend to
0: go about doing that. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I have no idea how much they cost, but I think they are quite expensive because it's land-based, isn't it? You need, you need land. All these yeah. Things, but they're quite, it's, it's expensive because you need to occupy an area. Yeah, so basically
1: we're going to build, yeah, 50, 53,500 charges, over Wales. Yeah. I mean, heavily needed. Um, and that's my final tour of britain i specifically said britain not the uk because i have nothing on ireland so i didn't want to leave them out but as a final tidbit of news the electric cars can now display a green number plate from next week Oh have yes. you seen
0: this i i had i would forgotten about it though yes um presumably i would have well because can i do i apply for one do you know how it works
1: yes you can so um the government incentives promote Battery vehicles starts 8th of December next week. And in summary, a green number plate will help authorities identify that you are a zero emission car and new or old EVs can apply. So it's kind of like a little green stick on your number plate. Mm. I'm not sure if you get a new number plate or you just Go get and a cinema
0: like a a ticket on a Wednesday with that. I mean, you know, what is, what is, what is well, it? Get?
1: all that's proposed right now is it's a way to determine that you are a zero emission car mm-hmm. and they've left it to local councils to decide on incentives in their area. So the things they are suggesting are cheaper parking in town, uh, use of bus lanes, you know, that type of stuff, yeah.
0: that's the type
1: of stuff you may expect. So
0: either way, stuff that they're removing dark tolerance time. Yeah. When you're 0.2% of all your cars and suddenly comes 20% of your cars, then you go, "Mm, wait a second, we need some more car parking fees.
1: Yeah. Well, based on uh, Rishi Sinek's idea of pay per mile of the road network, uh, it's all going to come and get us sooner or later. But uh, yeah, so you should apply and you should get one and test it out and see what sort of goodies you get.
0: All right. I might investigate what goodies I might get before I bother applying, but yeah. I mean,
1: you may as well. Just be that guy with the green numplet. Oh, yeah, right. It's right like green in your numplet. Oh, I'm, I'm going to look at Carmade. It's because I'm That's special. Me. That's me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's because I, I care about people more than you do.
1: I, uh, I passed my test with full marks. You can get a green sticker on your numplate. Mm, looks like you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh that's all that's all the news i have all good of news which is nice uh what is today's
0: subject oh well um i don't know if you've noticed craig but um it is december oh yeah yeah first look december. At the and that means christmas is just around the corner so um mm. one should expect lots of fun lots of laughter family time and unfortunately um a conifer genocide in other words it's time to get a christmas tree Um, so in the interest of all things sustainable today i will be talking to you about what you can do to make your christmas just a little bit more environmentally friendly with regard to your christmas tree Uh, so the first question to deal with is whether to go Real or fake? So, Craig, mm. do you have any thoughts on the subject? Well, no, I actually don't want your thoughts. I just want to know: would you go with real or would you go with fake?
1: Real, and I already have gone with real. I sort of like deck up. I get a tree first of December. That's the rule. That's always been the rule. You'll always be. You Should have done this last week.
0: Yeah, should've you done. missed me. You missed me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Well, uh, um, let's first look at uh, real tree, uh, statistics numbers. Um, according to the carbon trust an average size tree which is, we're talking about a two meter, six foot club tree, um, that has been cut down and disposed of in landfill produces a carbon footprint of around 16 kilograms of CO2. Okay. Um, a tree that's thrown in landfill um, will get covered by other stuff uh, which will starve it of oxygen uh, which will force it to break down by a process known as anaerobic decomposition Uh, and the problem with anaerobic is that the the process produces greenhouse gases in particular methane uh, which is much worse as a greenhouse gas than co2 is Um, so that's why we don't want to put them on landfill However, Mm. obviously, we don't have to do that. Um, So, how else can you dispose of a tree? Well, in most of the following ways, any of those, any of the following ways will reduce that 16 kilograms by about 75%, down to about four kilograms. And there are a few options available to you one, Mm. burn it. Oh, really um, now burning a tree will release the carbon that the tree has spent approximately 12 years absorbing uh, and worse than that it will kind of basically release all of it into the atmosphere all at once um so but because it's only releasing what it originally gained in the first place it's considered to be carbon neutral cheating it is a bit um However, we should also remember that burning wood—you know, when there's fire, there's also smoke—and um, that means that you're also releasing other stuff into the uh, air, such as uh, mercury and carbon monoxide and a few other nasty things. So, whilst it might not be releasing any extra carbon in the air, it is releasing other chemicals and stuff in the air because that is the process of burning. Um, so the only sort of caveat for that where it's i would consider it to be not as bad as if you are burning it actually to make heat as if you're using it to heat your home um because although you've still got those that that gas stuff which isn't great at least you're burning that as a replacement for something else probably natural gas in your boiler or whatever or if you're in a cabin or in a in a caravan or wherever else then it might it, solid fuel might be your only source so that would be um a sustainable fuel s- source which you've also used as a Christmas tree that's that's you know that's that's kind of cool that's okay um option number two uh would we to take it to your local recycling center um or make use of your council's free disposals if they have one um so most recycling centers that i've been to at least uh have a garden waste section that you can take a tree to, and they should dispose of it properly. So a big gardener, you chuck it all in, and then they will basically compost everything they can. Everything that can't be composted, they will generally shred, um, uh, and then they can use it, Well, they can then compost it or mulch it or whatever they want to do with it. Either way, it's disposed with properly. Um, there are also um, drop-off locations um so in my in my town um there are at least there was last year i haven't seen what there are this year but there were car parks dotted around the town where you could take your tree to and then it was a, a sort of designated tree drop-off zone um, on a particular day in a particular car park and so you just take it there and drop it there and then they'll get rid of it for free um so that's uh, another decent way of doing it Um, Sorry, that was option three. I didn't start with three. Take it to the councils. Sorry about that. That was three. This is four Um, Basically no option four is that you grab a a saw You hack it up and then you basically use it for your own composting um, In your own garden if you can All of those as I said better than putting it in landfill. That's one thing you just don't want to do However, there is um, another little idea, which I'd like to share with you. Um, And it applies to any of the four really, that before you dispose your tree, um, you could, if you want to be creative, um, you could turn some of the branches into a cool little gift even, uh, for the magically minded child. And all you need is some sanding paper, uh, some oil or varnish, and something very hot with a tip, uh, and I used a soldering iron last year. Uh, and then you can make your very own personalised Harry Potter style magic wands. Okay, all right. I've got one in life from last year. Now it is ultimately a stick, but children are imaginative and creative. So what I did was um, basically other. If I can get this close enough, but um, I basically like drew some patterns on the on the edge just to make it look more interesting it was all sanded down you know you can do whatever you like you can have some you can paint it if you wanted to but that doesn't look quite as cool um but yeah basically you've got a little little thing and then they can pretend to have magic wands. do you know any harry potter nice inferno Uh, neviosa uh, that's what i did with my son last year and uh, I was surprised because he, he mentioned it the other day. We saw my Christmas trees, and he men- said, mentioned you could turn them into magic ones. So we clearly remembered from last year, uh, which is impressive because he doesn't remember anything. Any six. Um, so, yeah, that's a nice little top tip. Um, he loved it. Anyway, so um, that's the real trees. I've covered them. Uh, what about the artificial ones? Now, they don't require cutting down, nothing dies in the disposal, in the making of a Christmas tree. Um, So one would presume that a artificial tree is better. At least I think I used to have that, I think that was the conventional wisdom at one point, that you shouldn't kill trees. You should get a fake one because you don't need to have a real tree. Anyway, so I think for a little while there, at least a few years, I probably also believed that that was the case. However, um, the typical artificial Christmas tree is a steel frame with shredded PVC plastic basically all over it, uh, and then occasionally, just for fun, they spray the edges of it with a latex paint um, to create the snow frosting. Of course, that's what it's for. Um, but where are Christmas trees like the ones I just described, steel frames with a you see on it where are they made do you think i mean i think
1: the answer is obvious 100 percent china
0: absolutely mate absolutely uh yeah according to wikipedia perfect source uh always reliable um most come from the pearl river delta in china i was unable to find a uk manufacturer I am not
1: surprised. Um, There was actually a really weird story in Cardiff a couple years back where Cardiff Council spent £50,000 buying a Christmas tree. Um, However, it was artificial. And it was from China. It was horrendous. Everybody mocked how bad it was. And then they found out they didn't actually buy it. They only rented it for £50,000. Had to send it back in three years' time. Horrendous deal. Whoever made that deal was an absolute idiot.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that came from China. It went back to China and they must have flogged it to someone else. Unbelievable. Right. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Um, So, these trees, they are made from PVC plastic. They are shipped over from China. Um, So in terms of environmental impact... When you've already travelled nearly 5,000 miles before you've even made it to the shop that you're buying it from, it's not a particularly good start. Um, But PVC is one of those plastics that you can recycle, right? So surely, Hmm. someone is making, at least making the trees out of recycled PVC. You would think, I would think. You, You would. Yeah. Simple answer to that is no. They, no, they're not, not really. Um the PVC that's usually used for trees is a composite. Um and whilst you can find uh, some websites talking about um recycled plastic Christmas artificial trees, uh I none of the websites that I found actually allowed me to actually buy anything. They either went mm. to dead end links or they were just seemingly talk about it but not providing any site any um links to buy anything. So um, it doesn't seem like that's even a thing either. Um, so um, yeah, not looking good so far. Um, so the carbon trust, going back to them, as we used their initial um, 16 kilogram test. They reckon that the an artificial tree produces carbon footprint equivalent to 40 kilograms. So over double, over, over double that of a badly disposed tree and it's 10 times worse than a real tree that you dispose of properly. So, in theory, if you kept your artificial tree, if you bought one, for 10 years, then it would be equivalent to having 10 real trees. Yes? Yeah. In uh, theory. However, well, and and that would sort of be true. Um but obviously the problem with that is that the trees are generally made to be quite cheap and inexpensive they're not really built to last particularly well um so most of the time they don't make it that far before the owner decides that they're not very aesthetically pleasing which is ultimately its only purpose in life is to be aesthetically pleasing um so most most trees don't make it to their full 10 years and just for extra fun um the pvc that's used in the in the tree is um, will eventually break down and start to release some of the that's in it um uh, and that will generally be eight nine years before it starts doing that anyway so basically comes down to probably the more it's exposed um to sunlight and stuff the the worse it'll get but um so it yeah doesn't really work in any case to go with the old artificial
1: Oh, so um, my choice was
0: correct your asking. choice was indeed correct yes um ah so, cool um, not looking at the artificial tree um at least a real tree over its 12 year living of you know being planted and stuff produces oxygen um it provides a habitat for wildlife and stuff it's actually done something useful in its life um whereas um an artificial tree hasn't and is basically paying well, keeping the economy alive in china and doing nothing for anyone local so obviously we should buy the trees real and we should get them from locally sourced so the uk grows and sells on average about 8 million trees a year but despite that we still import three million pounds worth of trees real ones from outside of the UK, even though we can perfectly easily grow our trees ourselves,
1: Is it because uh, all of England is basically farms full of animals. Probably,
0: yeah, can't find enough space for it. Yeah, that subsidy's going to help. Um, yeah, so you know, again, if you want to, if you want to help uh, the UK economy and you want to help local businesses and stuff, then get make sure that your tree is coming from nearby. Um, if we So I've also got a real tree this year, and we also went to a, we actually drove to a, a local, I drove in my electric car, I should point out, um, to collect the tree, put it in the back of a car, drove back, so, you know, it had virtually no um, um, cost carbon footprint from getting it from where it was grown to the house. Yeah, yes. Um, so the answer to the question obviously is real. Um, having a tree made of plastic created and imported from China is just too wasteful. Um, so I implore everyone who hasn't already got one to get yourself a real tree grown as locally as possible. Um, and if you get one now, like our local farm, you might even get it cheaper. Um, the sun has to do it cheaper early on. If you do that, you need to store it outside. You need to make sure it's got water. Um, and then your idea is to bring it in as close to Christmas as you can, certainly at the point that you want to start decorating it, bring it in then, um, and then it should last all the way through to the um, big day, which is the most important thing. Um, When you're done with it, make sure that you dispose of it properly, Uh, arrange for it to be collected and disposed of in the right way, Uh, use it um, as mulch if you can in your garden, if that's something that you can do, make wands with it as I mentioned
1: Um,
0: or uh, you know chop it up and use it to heat your home if you can do that Um, so can we do any better than that Craig?
1: Um, I've thought about it a couple of times of I don't know it'd be cool if I can somehow allow my, my tree to survive like can I go plant in my garden but I feel like once it's been cut it's sort of dying Mm -hmm.
0: so i'm not really sure how i can do that the the analogy being the the tree that we put up in our houses is is only the top half the other other half is under the ground so you yes dissect a tree in half it's pretty much dead
1: yeah um well i actually got my tree from it came with like a little um whatever it's called a baby tree root of some sort Right, which can be planted to produce a tree, right? Okay, so that was kind of like a little gift for the kids. So that is uh, planted so that's a, a separate now. thing, yeah. You've got a separate Com- little completely yeah. separate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose in 12 years I'll have another tree. So I suppose that's how that works, which is a good but obviously very time consuming. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, I don't know what else to do. I recycle mine, and that's I've always seen as the I can do.
0: I'm not sure if it's bad ideas. Well, I've got a few other options for you, Craig. Option number one: mm. you can go completely unorthodox. Um, instead of having a conifer, you can have an indoor plant that's otherwise quite large that you keep in your house all year round, and just forego the standard format of a tree and just put decorations on any other plant you've got and just do it that way. However, okay. I appreciate that most people are going to go. Hmm doesn't sound particularly cool. Um, so, but that is, you know, we don't have to have a, uh, conifer tree. No. Uh, option number two. Oh. Go Sorry. Ahead. I was going to say, you keep saying
1: conifer. I haven't actually got a conifer. There are different types of trees. I'm not sure if different types of trees are better or worse for the environment. What have you got? I got uh, Norwegian fir.
0: Isn't that type of conifer? I don't know.
1: Is I was using conifer, I I meaning the,
0: the breed of the tree. I might be wrong on that one, if I maybe I am. But, um... so,
1: so the Christmas tree is a standard conifer, yeah? Because there's different types, isn't there? Ones that yeah, there's different... have needles and ones that don't.
0: Yes. But as far as I know, they all belong to the conifer f- family. But
1: so, I, I obviously know
0: nothing about trees. I would be quiet. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know enough about them either, really. But yes, um, a Norwegian spruce is the no. There's another one, isn't there? What's the other one? There's two most common ones. The spruce, I think, is the second most common one. Um, there's the probably the one you mentioned, the something fir tree. The the fir. The fir yeah. is the one that the pines don't drop. Right. I think that one's like the eighty percent of all trees are, are that one. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. So yes, option number one is you don't have one of that type of tree and you have something else option number two mm. is that you keep your actual tree in your garden in a pot in the ground um and then obviously that will would that will maximize not maximize it will reduce the maximum height that your tree will ever get to if it's in a pot um but you'll be able to go and get it in each year and then it will never die um so that's one option um and then the other one is that you can even rent a tree or even adopt one so like like the welsh okay people did only not a dumb artificial one you could actually rent a real life one so um there's a grow market i think it apparently increased by something like 30 percent last year so it's something that's slowly catching on um so you rent the tree uh, it's a cool idea. You basically you, you buy a tree, perhaps when it's quite small, and then each year mm. the tree is delivered to your home. You keep it in the pot whilst it's in your house. You water it. You look after it. Blah blah blah. Um, you decorate it. Obviously, uh, you even make it part of the family. Uh, some people even go as far as naming their trees. Uh, it's a bit too far, personally, but uh, you know whatever. Um, and then after Christmas, the tree is collected and returned to the farm where it's been living the whole year and then gets replanted into the ground. Um, and then the following year, having now grown an extra foot, um, which I think I like about this one is, the way it's, right, it's just a little um, silly thing, but the idea that um, basically your tree ends up growing along like along with your children, like a, your, your child. Right, okay. Yeah, so you start with a three foot, four foot tree And then they come back next year and then that same tree who you've named nigel um, is now five foot tall um and you know it's it's bigger for your kids and then the next year it's six foot and then eventually it doesn't fit in your house but um but i thought that was i I like the idea that we should all have we've all got a tree that we've adopted basically and you can adopt them as well you don't have to just rent them at a certain point you can adopt them from sapling and then like i think you pay something like 10 pounds a year and you get you know like regular updates on how nigel's doing um and i just think that would be and the prices does not even look ridiculous either like i think it was 25 pounds for the four foot tree or something um uh, I, so yeah, I, yeah the pricing model's a bit unclear because there there isn't many people doing this it's like I say, it's, a, it's a growing thing but eventually i do i can i think this will be the normal way of doing it um and if you're the business that's running it, presumably you can either grow a tree for 12 years, cut it down, and then sell it for 30 quid, 40 quid, whatever it is. Um, or if you keep the tree, then you're not lose you'll get if you if you're getting money each year, if you're getting like it's I don't know, 20 quid a year or something, and it doesn't matter whether it's three foot, four foot, five foot, whatever, and then over that time it's it's working so that means you're getting potentially 80 pounds 100 pounds for the same tree and admittedly you have to take it somewhere and pick it up again but the economy scale should work out mm-hmm. so um i think this will be a more common thing and hopefully every sort of town will have a local um tree supplier where you can do this and we'll stop chopping them down. Yeah. We don't A Chris, Christmas tree nursery. Basically, yeah. So that was definitely my clear favourite. Um, uh, and yeah. I think the idea that you can do that and have, um, you know, basically no CO2 being emitted at all. People are more likely to look after their tree. Um, the fact that it's, you, you could name it and, and it becomes part of the family is very Wow, Christmassy. It is. I I love it. I like it. So yeah, that's it basically. Um, if you if if you can do it, then look into it. There's some in the some. There's quite there's a few in London. Um, beyond that, it's a little bit scarce. But if you can go that route, go that route. Otherwise, screw the artificial trees. And obviously, if you've got an artificial tree and you've had it for a number of years, and it still works, then obviously use that one. But um, if you if if you don't, then um, don't buy new one. Basically, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean the rental market does sound pretty good, and the whole idea of changing the subsidy, you know, of English land. I mean, yeah, an acre full of Christmas trees, uh, you rent out yearly. Hmm. That sounds like a good money maker for someone who you know maybe this field was wasn't very good, so that's why you used it for your sheep. Now you can't use it for sheep anymore because you can't afford that. So I'm ah, going to keep uh, 600 trees in plant pots. Cool. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Good business. And uh, yeah, best I would chat the other day of uh, rent everything or nothing. I never even considered renting
0: a Christmas tree and never owning one. But I think it makes perfect sense. Well, I think the I think the adopt angle is quite cool because essentially, mm. you know, it's like um, you pay like a pound or something. And then like, also they put a pound towards uh, planting a tree for you. But the idea that you could plant your own Christmas tree and almost just paying for the service to have it delivered to you every, every so often, then as a local producer, you just need to know how many houses about how many, you know, how many families live in your town. Um, and that's how many trees you need to have at maximum um, to service everybody. Mm. And like I said, like, it should work out over the over the period that, um, uh, you know, that uh, because of some people are not going to be able to have, some people are going to want an eight-foot tree. Um, some people want a ten-foot tree, but most people aren't going to be able to have them. So the idea that you could have um, your tree until the point when it grows too big for your house, but then it can still be used by someone else the following year, like a big shopping centre or something, um, you know?
1: Yeah. Well yeah, just the fact that uh, you know, one day you could see Nigel just pride and place in the middle of town centre. Yeah. Like that was my tree. I, know that that tree. Six, six, I six recognize
0: years. that tree anywhere.
1: Nigel, yeah. is
0: that you? You you've grown, haven't you?
1: A couple of couple of notches on the trunk where the kids were growing up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there, there he is. <laughs> Uh oh, good. Perfect. yeah, put a notch on the tree and see whether the following year you've grown as quick as the tree has.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll pay something on just in case like they uh fob you off and go, ah yeah, sorry, Nigel died during the winter. Uh <laughs> cheers, I don't know, he Phoebe. <laughs>
0: yeah. I saw him in this I saw him in the high street. <laughs> yeah. So that is that is my topic. I hopefully uh some people some people haven't bought their trees enough or humble the trees so they can actually listen to the advice but um
1: yeah I would say most most people do the whole 12 days of Christmas thing so I think yeah you got a couple of weeks to yeah. hopefully convince someone to look at renting or adopt in if that's an option in their area that's pretty yeah. good yeah hmm. fantastic
0: cool right well you okay um, <laughs> I'm done I've got a slight nosebleed which is Lovely thing to happen live on the thing, isn't it? Um, so, luckily, that's the end of the show. So, I can go sort this up <laughs> uh, uh, Yes. Yeah, interesting. Um, so, yeah, thanks for watching. Um, remember to think, educate, and act, and we will see you. Oh, we're going to take a couple of weeks aren't we, for Christmas. So, it might be a little while. I f- back. think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, so just watch this. We'll see you soon either way. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.